Happy 100th episode of What's My Thesis. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened to the show. It has been a really fun ride, and I am looking forward to doing the show throughout the apocalypse. Well, no, I haven't recorded everything up until now, but now I'm recording, so don't say anything horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we we try to avoid that, but you, sometimes you can't help it. It's in your programming, and then we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, not that I'm, like, the fucking expert. Sometimes I say shit, <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, what? Well, um, I see that. But uh, what's up, man? How have you been? Uh, I'm good, good, actually. Yeah, so All right. I'm very fortunate. Still got a job. My oh, wife really? still has a job. Nice. Uh, we're both able to work from home. Nice. That's yeah, great. So, yeah, we're very fortunate. And you, you have a son, right? A uh, daughter. A daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. I assume gender. My bad. <laughs> no worries. Because uh, uh, I just I do refer to her as junior, though. I think that's a funny term. So. Are you near a fan right now? Yeah, or, I'm yeah. Like, I'm sitting outside in the. I'm in Texas heat, so all these ACs are running. It probably sounds like tractor trailers or something. Yeah. Is there any way? Is, is there if it's inconvenient? Like I, I, I'm just thinking. It like it's pretty loud. Welcome to what's my thesis. I am your host Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found or the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, "What's my thesis?" And today, my guest is. Uh, I saw. I've seen two versions of it. I'm going to go with the Latino version, which is the Roberto, Jackson mm-hmm. Harrington. I've also seen Robert. Uh, I don't know which you prefer, so I didn't want to... Um, presume? Yeah, presume. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, you're definitely Roberto. Uh-huh. Is, is, um, sorry, go ahead. Well, either one works, I think, because I have the whitest name. Robert Jackson Harrington. I know, so I I, I definitely uh, want to acknowledge that there's at least some lineage there. Yeah, that's that's. Um, I've been told that I have a president's sounding name. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, but it's, so. it's nice to actually hear your voice and 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 uh, humanize you because obviously I know you through your Instagram account, where mm-hmm. I think you do a lot of. Um, uh, you you run it a little bit less. I mean, you show process, I think, but a lot. You also show a lot of finished works. So I know yeah. I know like a very finished, polished version of you. Not mm-hmm. that you're like completely uh, refined or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. It's nice to sort of get a sense because like I, today's the first time that I did some research and I figured out what your background is and stuff like that. But, but when I first met you. Or I first invited you. You also acknowledged that you are white passing, which I am as yeah. well. Which is yeah. relative, obviously. I, yeah. I want to acknowledge that, and and maybe there's something to t- discuss there about that experience because I'm always curious about that. You know, like there's always I, I, the the while you are your concern is valid, and I appreciate. In fact, you're introducing me to some people that I'm going to be interviewing soon, so I'm very excited about that. Because nice. at a certain point, you just fucking <laughs> run out of people you know, and then you start like, how do I meet new people? So that was like a very nice offer on your part. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So like, let me know a little bit about you, and I think that you know, like in your practice, a little bit, like in general terms. Um, well, let me, let me go back and answer the Roberto question. Oh, for sure. Um, I just wanted to get that out of the way because even now people are like, well, what do you like? What do you prefer? And really, it's it's a way of identifying as a way. It's like it's like the blue check mark on Twitter. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy identifies as Latino, even though I am white passing. Like growing up, that's I I'm originally from El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. and so that that city has what eighty percent. Uh, Mexican heritage, I would say, or Latino heritage. And um, so my mom's from Mexico originally. And uh, I just wanted to make... It's it's a shorthand for letting people know that I'm, I'm Latino. Yeah. Well, I, the, for me, it's it's interesting because my I'm Javier. 
and it's inescapable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to explain always like that Spanish, I mean, growing up, not so much now, especially living in California or when I was in Miami, but I used to live in, you know, like in, in Italy, it's not a letter that is commonly used mm-hmm. other than it's like to indicate slang and stuff, but it's not like, um, even there it's like, my translation for my name was like Saverio, <laughs> which is, like, you know, oh, and wow. it, yeah. So it's like, it's completely different, but, but, um, so like the Paso's kind of obviously triggering questions in me. You, now you live in, um, I, I mean, they're like broad questions. It's just, it, it sparks my imagination because of like, you know, obviously it's a very oddly political town consider or like it's politicized even though i think that there's a sense also that people live somewhat in harmony and acceptance with like aren't there like places that it or is this just like me talking shit are there places that have uh isn't there aren't there like restaurants that are like on the border and stuff like that or no oh yeah um yeah el paso's laid back to- totally uh relaxed everyone for the most part, gets along like yeah. super friendly town, best Mexican food in the world. <laughs> I imagine, man. Um, yeah, there's it's it's an interesting, unique region in that it's 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 right in the corner where Texas and New Mexico meet. Okay. So it's it's actually more New Mexico than it is Texas. <clears throat> I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's funny. It's closer to LA than it is to Houston. Mm. From El from El Paso, it's like by fifty miles. I think we're closer to three other state capitals than our own. Like we're Phoenix, Denver, and Santa Fe. We're closer to all those than to wow. Austin. Yeah, it's even in its own time. It's in the mountain time zone, not the central. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't like even realize Texas was that big that it had <laughs> different two time, time zones. zones. Yeah, yeah, the continental divide goes through it too. Through wow! Texas. Wow! Okay. Man, yeah, like it's just shit that you don't know looking at a map unless someone explains it to you. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, it's, uh, it's sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, it's just unique. I mean, like I, my my dad was a military guy, so he was stationed at Fort Bliss, which is the station there, and he met my mom in Juarez, and he lived in Juarez. Okay. And so, like back in the day, you could take a trolley back and forth. It wasn't like it was. It was two cities but there was it was so porous it didn't matter you just yeah. you could work and live on either side so yeah it's it's it was a truly unique uh place to like grow up in i imagine yeah totally well and it, but it's also i don't know i i've driven past it it but like the i think that <laughs> the way that it's like described it maybe is like a place that I think that on the on the left even is like people may misinterpret like what um, what white people are like there, right? Like it doesn't, hmm. it, or 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 is there like a lot of racist like uh, xenophobic shit happening there? Um, growing up, I didn't see it, but I don't think you realized it as a kid. But like all the bosses, it felt like were white. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so like obviously there's white supremacy, but it, it but uh, yeah, it's like systemic. Systemic, but is it is it like overtly like uh, and and I acknowledge that definitely I don't want to erase that, but you get you get what I'm saying like I think that like I don't know, it's or or is it or is it like overtly racist or is it like the South where like bro I'm from Florida, (laughs) the Cuban the Cuban experience is very different but it's funny because we both end up getting. like you know, we're all Republicans over there. I mean, not me included, but like they're very no, yeah. Republican. But well, like, that, that, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that goes without saying with 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 the uh, Hispanic or Latino culture. It's not a monolith. I mean, yeah. I think you get a lot of conservatives, especially with the hard Catholic pool and uh-huh. uh, uh, the abortion rights. Um, how that plays into people's politics. So I is it that, very Republican in Texas as well? I guess for for in El Paso, Latinos. No, no. I would say no. In El Paso, it's pretty pretty liberal. But then again, like anything I'm going to tell you is going to be anecdotal. Of course, you know what course. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So like this, uh, that's the show. Up, <laughs> what, what was crazy? What was crazy is that you would get the sense of the El Paso side people 
like kind of hating on the Juarez, the Juarez, the people from Juarez, Juarez. Okay. It was like there was this little prejudice of of, of being better because you're on the U.S. side. Uh-huh. But then it was like it didn't make sense. Like half of us had people still living in Mexico. Like that's how I was. My my tias lived in in Juarez, and it just happened that my mom lived in El Paso. Like I could have. My sisters are was born in Mexico, and my brothers were born here. Or my mm-hmm. brother, I mean. So I'm like a true border border family. Wow, like both, that's crazy. Both sides, yeah. Yeah, cause, um, um, and that's also crazy because since Cubans are not landlocked, <laughs> I don't have any concept of the family back home, right? So the the myths that we can make up about them is are even more intense with our privilege. It's yeah, crazy, yeah. yeah. But uh, but it's fascinating. I have I I've never actually talked to someone from uh, El Paso Juarez. I so, always think sorry for El Paso. saying it in Spanish, in English. Juarez. <laughs> Juaritos. <laughs> it's also uh, weird. To, of, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I always think of El Paso as kind of like East LA. It's just it's like if East LA was taken out and put in the middle of the desert. Yeah. I get that. Uh, East LA is looking less East LA right now. I'm there right now. Oh, and vaguely, yeah, I, yeah. My references are probably out of date. Then, so. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 just a fact that that's kind of terrifying. But we'll see what happens, man. It's I I I, I don't know. I don't want to get into like markets and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so exhausting, and like I really don't want to go that dark and uh, the 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 adjacent conversations about what's about to happen. Are things that uh, you you have already acknowledged by saying thank God you still have a job and you can work from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you? Um, what What are you like? Okay. Before we get into your topic, uh, like uh, just one last question regarding like concerns as a parent because I am definitely not a parent and yeah. and this is like and I don't know if you're the first parent that I've spoken to. I think maybe since the COVID started to mm-hmm. begin with. Like, how do you explain shit to a kid? <laughs> you know, like, how, I, I, or can you, like, explain it to me <laughs> so that I feel better? <laughs> I mean, it, this is my experience. You just be honest. You're like, this yeah. is, you know, like, this is, I can't give you an answer. Like, I don't know when school's going to start. I'm sorry you're missing out, like, having fun with your with your friends. She's, my daughter's nine. She's going to be 10. So she's headed into fourth grade. Yeah. So she she's actually in this really great age for me, fortunately. You know what I mean? Um, she's kind of independent. She doesn't need a lot of help with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also wants to be really helpful. Yeah. And so, you know, she'll she's helping around the house and figuring out things to do. So for me, it's been really fortunate that way. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly acknowledging how fortunate i am like with my family with work it's all that stuff yeah um but yeah you just be honest with it like i just tell you know like we don't know the answer like texas in our school district they say three weeks online 100 percent, which doesn't make sense to me at all i mean it's like it should be online until this they get this completely like get a good handle on how covid is is, yeah. is ravaging our, our our stupid country yeah um <laughs> But yeah, we just tell her, like, this is what it is. I wish I could be definitive. Um, we just have to be flexible until she gets better. Yeah. And you just be honest. Like, I'm not going to hide shit from her. Like, she wanted to know about Santa Claus, like, in kindergarten. Like, what's the deal with Santa Claus? Like, all right, yeah. we don't lie to you, you know? <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess there is a weird betrayal in there. And like it's like I, I don't know maybe maybe it's time that we stop infantilizing people for so long because yeah, I yeah. think we're like kids until we're like thirty. I saw Chuck D on Vlad TV talk about that, but he was like he blames MTV for making your twenties or your your teenage years last until your thirties. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely fall into that category. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, that blows my mind. It it uh, also it blows my mind to like be on lockdown with like people and like have stuff to do. That's why I'm like working more on this show because okay. I just needed like fucking time to, or something to fill up my time and like to interact with people. Mm-hmm.
let me know about your topic. What, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah, that it was wild because I think the way you phrased it was it uh, something I was a master in or something like that. Or you didn't have to be a master, but you you had to like it was. It's more about why you're into it rather than like knowing everything about it. Okay, well I don't know. If, like, so this is this is a I th- I guess it's a thought ex- thought process or something. Okay, it helps that's, me. Yeah, that's helps me go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> So I'm always like thinking about dimensions. Okay. So like in in the art world, we talk about two dimensional work and three dimensional work, uh-huh. and and so I always thought of it as a fallacy, like that we talk about two D work is two Ds. Okay. Like it's it's fundamentally not. <laughs> in what sense? So like two D, we work. You and I exist in a three-dimensional world everything we interact with has three dimensions uh-huh. so like length width height uh-huh. so let's if we take any 2d artwork so like a painting it has length and width that's how we normally talk about it like that's on yeah. the little caption you know 23 inches by 46 or whatever but if you turn the painting on the side and slice it in half it still has a width I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a width. You know what I mean? As m- minuscule as that is, that still exists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's still an object. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, artists I, I, who I'm have saying, done I, this. Okay, I was thinking about cutting it in half the other way. <laughs> but now I get what you're saying. Like, if it's a piece of paper, it still has width. Or it still has uh, thickness. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm There is no 2D work that exists in... In yeah. our world, okay. So, like the way the way I always think about it is like, well, okay. So let's step back. Like, well, what dimension are we in then? Like, or what is two D work? So I step it back from length, width, height, and so I move it down to get to one dimension. We can pick either length or width or height, whatever you want. Uh-huh. So let's think of length. So length is what, like a line? Yeah, so, I, I mean but, theoretically, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, 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 and that's where we're at now. Now we're in theory. So it, yeah, yeah. the line doesn't exist in the two-dimensional world we exist in. Yeah. yeah. So because if you if you take a drawing of, so, okay, let's say you take a piece of paper and you draw a square on it, that's supposed to represent a two-dimensional shape. Mm-hmm. But it's it's actually an illusion because it's graphite smeared on paper, so it's a three-dimensional rendering of a two-dimensional object, right? Uh, it's a two-dimensional rendering on a three-dimensional object, or a three-dimensional rendering on a two-dimensional object. I'm trying to the follow. first, the first one. So it's 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 two dimensions on on three dimensions. Yeah, you're representing two dimensions using three dimensions. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's already an illusion. Um, I think I'm losing track of my mind. No, it's <laughs> okay. No, it's okay, dude. It's totally fine. I, I <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, I'm drinking water. Um, yeah, so so a line segment or a line is 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 a theoretical thing, also. Like, yeah, there is no. So we're thinking about length. There is no height at all. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at a, if you're thinking about a line, it has no up. Yeah, but it has thickness, so that would also be an up. No, it doesn't. If we're thinking, we're talking about the one dimension. So, so we're trying yeah, to pull the, back the from two D. But like, the the line, or, or guess what I'm saying is that the line would inevitably be two dimensional, even if you try to break it down to one dimensions. Like, how thick is that line, right? So exactly, in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in if you drew it out in our reality, mm-hmm. you would always have two dimensions. Yeah, and. You'd have the third dimension automatically because no matter what you drew it with, it would also have that width. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. So when you're thinking about a line, when you're thinking about the first, what we would refer to as the first dimension, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a height. So it's this concept, this idea of two, like, so let, we'll take a line segment because a line, I think, for math is infinite. Yeah. It's, it goes it extends forever but so we'll just take a segment of the line which is two points mm-hmm. so um now you have two points on the line which is in according to our 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 how we're thinking about it in yeah, our yeah. theory 
um, the, the what I'm trying to say the line the line is the one dimension is what we're what we've come to know it as right yeah we're arguing that length is one dimension if you're speaking in mathematical terms yeah I guess right like that's but that. also how we how we kind of just think about yeah how we discuss art in general 2d 3d okay yeah, yeah so, that's so true I'm just too. taking away dimensions so yeah. I've taken away height I've taken away width and now we have length but it can exist in our reality. So now we're thinking about it theoretically. But um, So we take a segment of the line to discuss it. It's supposed to be the one dimension, but the line segment consists of two points. Uh-huh. So point A, point B. So that would tell you you're at a zero dimension, right? You're at, because a point is another dimension. Because with a line, you have length at least. Uh-huh. With a point, you don't have anything. Okay. You just have this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be the zero dimension is the point. Okay, I'm following. <laughs> but for me, there's still another step. So the negative zero dimension or negative one dimension is this, the, 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 the void, I guess, where there is nothing. Okay. So, like, because this is all theoretical, like, there is nothing, the idea of there being nothing. Uh-huh. Can you, yeah. It's like empty yeah. your brain. It's like There's, how, it's, it's how, uh, obviously, z- the concept of zero took a while to develop to, in itself. So, it's definitely, I understand, like, what you, but I get what you're saying. I understand, like, why you're, like, pushing me to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get it. I so, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so, there's, like, this negative one dimension. Yeah. And so I, it, this is how I just keep my, my – this is what helps me go to sleep, thinking okay. about this negative one dimension, which doesn't make sense to me. So I always reset it so that the void is zero. Okay. So, so now you're, you're, you're stepping up one. So the void is zero. And when – so what is a point when it comes into existence? So now we're going to – we're just going to step back to get to our – what dimensions we should be talking about when we're in our reality. Okay. So what is the point? Like, you have nothing, and then all of a sudden there's a point. Okay. So it's this understanding of existing, right? Something exists now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something is manifest, obviously. So, no, no, yeah, it, it, you, yeah I, I like the reset because I, you know, I was going to, I had already made the case that the line had thickness, and then I was going to obviously follow through with that logic, but resetting it helps me understand, helps me erase that, uh, that uh, helps me get into the conceptual space more. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, 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 the now the, the so zero, zero dimension is void. First dimension is existence, like it's come into existence. There's a point. Mm-hmm. And, and the way I move it into the art world is that that point is you. You are now conscious. Like imagine yourself outer body. It's just your brain exists. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, this 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 actually leads me down this whole other path about time and relativity. Well, no, <laughs> it's. Is, it, I mean, it, I have, it already came into mind when you started talking about this. So yeah, because if you're a fixed point. Right there, you know, like it's the space-time continuum. It's not mm-hmm. just it's not just space. Without time, you can't experience space. It's you, everything's just a fixed thing, and obviously, you know, <laughs> you need time to like. I, you, I I think I would just repeat what I just said. So, paraphrase. <laughs> tell me you you understood it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get what you're okay. saying. All right. Am I am I am I getting what you're talking about? Is that is I, that kind of? I hope related? so. Okay. I don't know. Right. I'm just, I'm, yeah, we need, can, we're gonna have to if, check in with each other. <laughs> yeah, if you can highlight that I'm talking out of my ass too. Like, yeah, no, no, no. It's I, fine. It's fine. But dude, that's dude. You're in the right place for this. And this is <laughs> okay. a relief. You know, I, this is a relief because I've been trying to do work, uh-huh. uh, do do like the quote unquote work, and that stuff is intense. But this is also relative <laughs> or re- relevant so yeah and i'm into this shit so i mean cool. are, are we ever going to talk about aliens because <laughs> <laughs> i have an addendum if you if you're not taking us there <laughs> that oh, okay. you can ask me about at the end but okay. yeah go ahead uh okay yeah so 
um, in an art context, you are the point, your existence, like you've existed now. Uh-huh. And so what is your second point in order to make the line? Like, how are we building back to the art? You know what I mean? Like, how do we get the dimensions back? And the way I, I think of it is the second point is your idea. Okay. So, like, you exist. Now you have an idea. You've created two dimensions. That's, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. You and the idea. And then you, now you start, now you bring back in length, width, and height. Mm-hmm. So you add all those back up. We're actually, artwork starts at the fifth dimension. Okay. <laughs> so the page, the, the, the 3D object begins at the fifth dimension, or does the first line in the, or the, or does it go, so the fifth dimension, is that the paper, or mm-hmm. is it the first dot line, whatever, that you make on the paper? Uh, I'm not you, sure. You don't have to have the answer, but do you get the question? I, I think you're trying to... So I'm, I'm taking when, it a different direction. Go for it. Go. No, no, no. No, no, no. Back. Well, well I, 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 I'm trying to lay this argument out that we live in the fifth dimension, not the third dimension. It's just been mislabeled because of how we've organized it or thought about it. So the paper but, would be the fifth dimension then? In the way well, that any, I, I, the, the way yeah. I'm describing it is any artwork. Like even now that we use two D, three D is mis, is wrong. But any I'm saying like we, we move it, we, do we move it to like five D, six D, seven D? When you start getting into six D, which is when you I would I haven't really pulled it out that far, but it was probably time based media. Okay. So, okay, so 5D is the drawing. It's the entire object. It's a yeah, 5D. Any work. It's any work. Any work. Unle- yeah, uh, using, the, the, unless it starts to involve, uh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so if we're, if we're using pre-this conversation language, there is no 2D work, is my argument. Mm-hmm. All work okay. exists in three dimensions. Like and the, it's just a, if we're using the <laughs> pre-this conversation <laughs> language... <laughs> Yeah, we've already moved on. No, so no, I'm, hey, on. I liked it. I just, I, I just hit like on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, so yeah, like that's that's just the base. That's what helps me go to sleep at night. Is this trying so to figure this what out? What nightmares are you running that. away from? <laughs> oh no, it's just a way to like turn your your brain off. You know what I mean? Like you start arguing. Yeah. Because like, like the last one I got into was going back to that second. The, the, first dimension which is existence you but you don't like as that dimension that goes back to the time and relativity like if you just existed in the void you would not be aware of time like you couldn't tell time you couldn't tell anything you couldn't tell how far away something was because there was no reference there's no way to tell how how anything moves forward. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you exist, What about your, your own movement? Well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you don't have your own movement. Okay. Because okay. you just exist as a point. Oh, because we're only ex- in the one di- first dimension. Yeah, you're only in the first dimension. If all of a sudden another point pops up, then... There's then a line. Time, yeah, there's, there's a line, and that's where time, I think, becomes valuable. Mm-hmm. Because the point can come towards you or leave, like recede, and there's a duration in that action. Or the point can move. You know what I'm saying? I get it. What A side question. What would mm-hmm. it be like if there was space and we could see each other, but there was no time? Then there would be no experience, right? Right. Like, I don't think you could see the person without time. That's a good, yeah, because there would be no processing. Okay. Yeah. This like, is fun, man. <laughs> go, go dude, on. Yeah. That, that's where I'm at. That's, I think that's, that's I dig my it. Thesis, I dig it. Is the misconception of dimensions. That was, that was my, my title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the episode or just in general? Well, I actually gave a, a lecture of, on this topic at the Museum of Human Achievement here in Austin. That's an awesome name for a, for a fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome space here in Austin. It, 
it's it's in a warehouse next yeah. to it used to be a uh uh sex toy warehouse like they would nice. ship out sex toys and stuff like that from it good lineage but the, yeah the guy who runs it now zach trigger i think his name is um yeah set it up and they do all kinds of stuff like uh visual art sound art uh, it runs the gamut so i look them up they don't have any social media they they're kind of funny that way like yeah you just have to know about the space but, that's cool uh, yeah one night they'd had a night of powerpoint presentations and they extended me an invitation i was like all right i'll talk about what helps me go to sleep at night <laughs> <laughs> but that's great so like what um so okay i've seen your work a little bit mm-hmm. kind of and, and by the way there's noise in the background but it's actually pleasant so i'm not gonna ask you to move again <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like a cicada-y thing that doesn't, yeah, yeah i'm in the texas oaks out here in nice. my back, backyard yeah but um sorry so so what, what i was saying was that uh I've seen some of your work. Obviously, you you there's like some definitely talking to you. I kind of see it throughout all of it. I'm gonna also just like plaster it all over it. <laughs> you tell me if I'm stepping over, but I see some some definite definite stuff with the um, like the more recent stuff that you've been post- posting. But you also po- used to post something. Similar, it seems like you're kind of going back in, in and out of it, but you also have a bit of an assemblage drawing and three-dimensional practice, which I think mm-hmm. is also relative, relevant to this conversation because if you're stripping, if you're thinking about work on such a basic level, I, I see how there's the sort of more, I don't, I, I like just for lack of a better word, abstracted uh, drawings about, dimensions which is actually something that i'm also interested in mm-hmm. uh and i like that you have had this conversation with me because now i don't feel like i'm just a degenerate op artist <laughs> rehash because <laughs> now because now i'm doing 2d on <laughs> on 3d which is 5d <laughs> <laughs> about 2D being 3D. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's all art is, right? It's an illusion. It's it's artists lying to everybody. That's how I always Oh well, yeah. Not, not always. It's just, it's actually more of a It's there's there's a deception there, but but it's it, there's a deception to get to the truth, not to be too like overly like cheesy and profound because now we've gotten into this really fun space and now that kind of talk sounds weird but oh no no it's all lies that's how i think of it I mean, even like the social media account like mine yeah. i've always told people don't believe anything i say on social media like it's well, all you're very sarcastic dude and now <laughs> and, and, you know just having talked to you a little bit like there's like you kind of hate everybody you're selling to <laughs> 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 and they're okay with it but yeah, but yeah. going back to like the uh the assemblage because I, I really do enjoy some of the stuff i think that there was there were some drawings that i thought uh i wanted to be actual pieces mm. because i wanted to plug into them i think you had like you you had some shit where you had some trucks and zambonis um mm. assemblages that were drawings that were a, a, you know like playing off of that. So now I definitely get that. You also have pieces where you're putting stuff together, mm-hmm. which I get the just breaking down ideas. They're also very aesthetically beautiful, which I, I, I find uh, is, a, is a nice, tidy little package. But I also like that you're ag- uh, aggressively and performatively uh, making objects that are for sale. And now, mm-hmm. and and definitely now, I'm gonna call the drawings like that because I know that you like that kind of thing, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you appreciate being that being acknowledged. But for sure, like uh, I'm interested in uh, in sort of what like is there some identitarian kind of or identitarian? Is there like identity stuff tied into the way that you're doing the um, picking the objects? Is it like is there 
Like, what's the what's the reasoning? Because I mean, there's Rams. There's like shit that's stereotypically Latino, right? Oh, and then okay. and the, and, and like, but it's also like factory farming equipment sometimes there's zambonis <laughs> and shit there's uh there's also like huge fucking amplifiers that uh you know like i just want to plug into which is why i thought they were real pieces okay, i was hoping okay. that they were real pieces i'm not that good at guitar but i just want to fucking play loud on those things mm-hmm. but yeah so a- am i reading into shit or is there like a, what's what's the selection process that i'm projecting onto Oh, that's funny. I, I was trying to figure out what you were talking about because I make way too much shit. Like I, yeah, yeah. Con- I'm constantly, constantly making, and it's different series and it's different stuff. And it's now that you started detailing, I can I know exactly what you're talking about now. But if I could step back real quick, is, mm-hmm. I thought you were talking, and I was trying to figure out. I thought initially you were talking about these axiometric drawings that I used to do. Those I, yeah, to I did bring those up. Uh, th- those are the more uh, abstract ones, right? They're pencil. Um, oh, paper. Axiometric, are those like, uh, 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 is that the same thing as uh, isometric? No, I th- I I might be mispronouncing it, but there is... No, no, no I, the, I, don't, I don't know what axiometric is then. Um, if I'm pronouncing it right, it's essentially drawings. They're like, they're like schematics, essentially, on a like XYZ axis. I think they or, might be the same thing. That's why I asked the so, question. I think you're saying it right, and, and I've just heard both words, but I always call them isometric. But axiometric is, is probably right, too. Go ahead. I, well, because it exists on an axis, I think that's yeah. why it's, it's... So it's it's X, Y with a Z at a 45-degree angle, mm-hmm. and everything of the object is drawn to those specifications. There's no perspective. It's, like, flattened yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, and I love shit like that because... Yeah, because it, again, it goes back to our mis, 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 misreading of reality. Yeah. Because well, it's a conceptualization you, of, of space, right? Yeah, because like, like take a table. If you're going to draw an eight foot by four foot table, if you draw it like in hyperrealism, you'd never draw it eight foot by four foot. Yeah. You never experience the table at its true dimensions. Like you'll never see it eight foot by four foot. And and, for, and even if you're doing a perspective drawing for that, like I got into for a while drawing outside of where the perspective drawing makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's what I was using the axiometric because like your four foot side is four foot and your eight foot is eight foot, but it looks all jacked up, like it's yeah, all, yeah. it's not right. <laughs> no, definitely Ooh. no. What I'm what I'm saying is that I used actual like two point and three point and four point perspective drawings where I drew so far away from the horizon line that, that everything, you know, like when you draw something (laughs) and it starts to look a little bit weird, I started Mm -hmm. to push into that space, but I do love all of that, like fucking weird, uh, weird space. One of the things, sorry. Um, so what, what, like when you're doing, when you're playing with the dimensions like that, so you're, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Because I actually haven't seen those. Uh, I've, well, only those... Se- I've seen the more like uh, uh, looser stuff, or the um, I don't I don't even know how to describe the the other stuff. But go ahead. The well, those were idealized drawings of the sculptural work that I was doing. Okay. So like, and the the reason I say idealized was that I didn't have to take um, cost or physics into account. So like, I could sculpt in this ideal way. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have to buy an amp. I could just draw it. It's way cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, so like, definitely. I was like, yeah, this guy's balling. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like like a lot of my sculptures, um, all the materials are brand new. Uh-huh. Like I never thrift or whatever. Like it's all from the store. Like I'll go shopping like at Target or or wherever. And for me, it's just a simple, the simple idea of, of um, it not having any use history. What do you so, mean by use history? So, like, if let's say you have a chair in your house. It's been used as a chair, so it's a chair. Uh-huh. And when you use it for artwork, it brings all that baggage of being a chair into the reading of the work. Like, this is getting really art school for arty party yeah. stuff. So it has the reading of a chair... 
But if I go to Ikea and I buy a chair without ever using it as a chair, it's use history is blank. I can use it in an art context at all without all that weight. So okay. it's like going so, to an yeah, art yeah, store yeah. and buying a piece of paper. It's blank. Yeah, yeah. I can then add, I can build on top of that. So that's that was the argument for using new material. Was all new material has no use history. Uh-huh. It's never been used. This is the for the, th- the the uh, sculptural work. The sculpture, yeah. Okay, I I was yeah. like struggling with three D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say sculptural. Work. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> because okay. it's, it's all five D, dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I guess that's the name of this episode. <laughs> it's all five D, dude. Well, do, do do you are you are you are you familiar with like any of the. Uh, um, conversations about uh the uh what's it called the hypercube do you know what that is no what is that okay uh it's gonna be hard to explain but basically the hypercube is uh we're going back to old language because i have to use 3d and 4d Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's the okay so like when you draw a box on a piece of paper right and it's and, and it looks like uh, a 3D object, or you, or, or the way that uh, I think there's a Carl Sagan video that explains it really well, which is basically what I'm paraphrasing. But he holds this like transparent uh, plexiglass cube that casts this yeah, shadow. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. Now, now I know what you're talking about. It's the it's a 3D representation of the fourth dimension. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know the name of it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm aware of the hypercube. And it's it's also called a hypertesseract. It's got different names. We're coming across a lot of things that we we both are familiar with, but know by different names, which is like a very common experience for Spanish speakers. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so totally. it's a familiar experience. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, do, how, does, do you ever think of that while you're trying to sleep? Because we we may be segueing into uh, the conversation about aliens. <laughs> I'm just teasing um, it. It's not really going to be about little green men, but go, you know. If you, uh, no, do you have any thoughts on it? No, I've, I know I've, 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 I haven't really given it much thought recently. It's, it was a while ago when I was thinking about the tester, like how you render fourth dimensions in the third dimension. Yeah. But using old language. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have anything to expand on that. Okay. It can warp your brain <laughs> <laughs> to think about that too much. Yeah. So you have gone down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It sounds like you might have. I mean, I would be surprised if you hadn't stared into that abyss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like um, what's his name? Green. He's uh-huh. an astrophysicist. I forget what his first name. I think it's like John Green or something like that. With an E G R E E N E. Uh huh. He has like these intro to astrophysics books that you just get lost in oh They're really so great yeah i would i think it's john green i don't know if it's john the last name is green for sure he's a contemporary of uh what's his name the sagan no uh the the, the current astrophysicist oh uh, um, tyson tyson yeah, yeah. so yeah, you can you, you can get lost in in, in, in a lot of those discussions. Yeah, they're they're really really neat. especially like micro, the atomic level at the at the subatomic level. Yeah, that shit gets nuts. Like this idea that a, you observing the thing affects the thing. Yeah, <laughs> or that things <laughs> that like happen here affect something somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean that's like the dumbest <laughs> version of that explanation, but. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's where I'm comfortable living in. I don't I don't yeah, have a yeah. problem with it. Um, but yeah, I well, what I want to bring up is okay. So uh, and uh, you know, being close to New Mexico, maybe there's some fun shit that you can get into and research <laughs> because I I kind of want to visit now. <laughs> but there okay. So there is this guy Jay Allen Hynek, who's this dude that worked for. He was working for a debunker, and this is all off of memory. I'm not that like well versed in this stuff, but it okay. is kind of fun and interesting. So he was he worked for Pro- Project Blue Book, and he was there as a scientist who was trying to debunk the shit uh, uh, about UFOs and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to remember the other guy's name before I talk about him. Jacques Vallée was his student. And Jacques Vallée is, oh, Jacques Vallée is a French dude who's like, was the inspiration for one of the characters in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And he's a legit scientist that kind of got into this stuff for a while. He wrote a few books. And then he just went back to regular science because there's like obviously a stigma attached to researching this stuff. But mm. what, one of the things that he wrote about is that a lot of like old phenomena like fairies and stupid shit like that that we like or that we think of as stupid are possibly related to like are just an antiquated interpretation of aliens, right? Like because if you didn't know there were other fucking planets or whatever or if that wasn't in the popular cult, uh, consciousness, right? Mm. And so now there is the notion, if you've seen the, the Carl Sagan clip where he cuts, it, it, there's also a part where he cuts an apple and makes, use it as a, a print, right? Like, or a stamp. Okay. He puts yeah. it in ink and he prints with it, with it as if it was a stamp on paper. And he describes the, you know, a world where we are all 2D, 2D old language, 2D people, Mm-hmm. that are interacting with each other on a 2D plane and you have this object that's an apple and he keeps cutting the apple and stamping and showing you what the experience for the 2D people would be which is essentially mm-hmm. that like they would just uh, if you really think of it they would be looking at the print from like the thickness of the paper angle right like mm-hmm. if you instead of like length and width, height you're looking at it on edge mm-hmm so that would be their experience of that. So the idea, the new like push in alien experiences and stuff like that. And there's even this sh- weird shit called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, mm-hmm. uh, CE5, which are experiences where people meditate and try to project themselves and have these experiences. But essentially what they're theorizing now is that we're interacting with things that are extra dimensional. And mm-hmm. interacting with our plane, and that that's why that's why they're like kind of going towards aerial phenomena instead of unidentified flying object. So mm-hmm. even there in that discourse, like I just noticed, it's a phenomenon. Versus, like you know, it becomes more conceptual. It becomes less object, which is related to the conversation we're having, which mm-hmm. is exciting. I don't know if I can make you an, uh, a ufologist now. <laughs> 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 but That's I'm definitely funny. interested in it from that standpoint, and and yeah, I yeah. definitely think it's relevant. I hope I didn't bore you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love that idea. I mean, I, I think a, a big a, a big thing that humans in general overlook is scale. Yes. Go ahead. Like, I forgot. I, this is again anecdotal where I picked this up, but the Earth itself, if we were to scale it to the size of a cue ball. Okay. It would be the same smoothness. Of a cue ball? Wow. Yeah, like if wow. we made Earth if we made Earth <laughs> that size, they would both be the same smoothness. Jesus. That's a so fucking like, mind blower, dude. So like our perspective of mountains and the Ariane tri- or the, the trenches and the Yeah. And the oceans is nothing given our scale. You know what I mean? Like given that scale. Yeah. And that's not even that crazy of a scale. I don't. I, you're like what at Saturn, or not even that far out at that scale. You know what I mean? Like, how far out from Earth do you get when it becomes that like relative that size? Yeah, it's like it's not that far. And and so yeah, like, um, yeah, because when you mentioned the stamp, I immediately thought of Earth, and like I thought of the ink and the and the. The texture on it, yeah. The texture, yeah, and like how it, the the valleys and the mountains and all that would have looked as a two D person. Yeah. And that's exactly like that put me right there in Earth as as as, as the two D person living on Earth and not considering scale ever. Have you? <laughs> this is a left turn, but have you ever watched? Um, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I was going to ask you about, uh, the, there's a documentary about flat earthers, but 
Oh no, <laughs> that's such a left turn. <laughs> and I don't want you to feel like do, uh, like I've just realized where that would take us, and it's oh, not yeah. not at all related to what we're talking about. Yeah, but it, it does it. it um, well, I want. I just wanted to touch real quick on the ideas yeah, go for that it, you go kind for of brought it. up. Was that I'm open to ideas of alien life forms. Yeah, like, the universe is infinite. Yeah, and and just thinking infinitely, there has to be right. Like infinity yeah, yeah, yeah. tells us there, like mathematically, there should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But then I guess you, there's also a mathematical argument that there isn't. But you know, like when you're in, in when you're talking infinity, it should be. There should be more. Infinite no- amount of space with limited number of variables. I think is the way that I've heard it said. Mm. That like you're you're gonna you, not only are you gonna have life, but you're also gonna have like two people like us having the same conversation elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I, this is I I I, I definitely want to. I, I have my problems with NPR, so this is from <laughs> Radio Lab <laughs> that I heard this. Okay. I just remembered, but uh, but it is an interesting concept that that I think I've you know. I don't have to hate That's everything. funny. It, 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 it makes me think of this. That, that, here's another left turn. Okay. Was that, like, you, I used to play guitar. I used to, uh, I play guitar. And uh, there was this, discuss- there's that discussion, like, there's so many notes, like, are all the songs written or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of like what you're talking about. The yeah, discussion. exactly, like, exactly. That's infinite, a good analogy. An infinite amount of space with uh, limited, or what was it? Limited uh, material. Uh, uh, yeah, variables. I think it was is how I I, I remember it. But so the the way, the way I described that idea with music was I labeled it as uh, what is it? Columbusine. <laughs> this inevitable dis- inevitable discovery of something that wasn't oh, that was okay, always okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's but you know there's also interesting stuff there because you you just tapped a vein that we could get into for like, <laughs> you know, if we were better musicians, cause there's also microtonal, uh, scales, mm-hmm. there's, there's the chromatic scale, there's a diatonic scale. So like all that shit is like, there are things that there's probably wisdoms and dimensional experiences that are forgotten to the Westerners. And mm-hmm. then also like, you know, there's experiences that people that listen to metal because they, <laughs> they play in, in the chromatic scale a lot, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there are uh, experiences out there that, that you, um, that are going to be foreign to you if you're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if your dimensional experience is limited like that. But yeah. That's fascinating. Oh. The, well, the other thing that you triggered uh, is, uh, th- <laughs> did you, uh, this is, <laughs> we're just playing ping pong now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see, there's a, a good Warner Herzog movie. It may have even been the first one that I ever saw of his, which was uh, the, the Great Blue Yonder, where okay. he takes a bunch of footage of, like, people exploring some there's some weird arctic exploration right and uh some nasa footage and shit like that it's it's a fantasy documentary and then he has an actor talking about like the hubris of us trying to go into outer space and basically it's this beautiful movie but about like how it's essentially about what you were talking about when you brought up the cue ball which is mm-hmm. the scale of space. So that's, mm-hmm. the, and I think that that's an interesting tie into what we were talking about, or, or like what I'm talking about that uh, new theory of the extra dimensional experience, right? Because there is a fucking phenomenon that happens. And, and it, 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 it's almost like, to some extent, it, in some instances, it's almost like it's taunting us. In mm-hmm. other instances, it wants to communicate. And so, it gets really fucked, like, you know, if you really want to, you can, <laughs> wait, what was it that you said that you melted your brain looking at the, the t- uh, hyper tesseract? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you can really, like, there are people that, uh, you know, like, I was trying to get a little bit more into that before fucking reality slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to have this conversation, That's you know, funny. because I still think this is important, right? Like, this, yeah, is not, yeah. this is not irrelevant, but, 
It's fun, man. Uh, do you do you have any stuff that you like uh, need to plug, or do you have any other thoughts that before we get to that, like that you that you want to finish with? I didn't want to have the last word. <laughs> just oh no, I'm just looking um, at the time, and oh. I don't want to strain that brain because oh yeah, okay, you've great. worked hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean yeah, this has been a fun conversation. It's I've been. It's oh, been, I'm gonna have you back, man, for sure. It's been Dude, we're friends now. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I, it, so just like now that we're in outer space and perspective, yeah, yeah. it made me think of this one art project that I do. Uh-huh. It's ongoing and it's called There's No Up in Space, uh-huh. which I love thinking about that, like your existence of space and how you determine what, what's direction. Like yeah. what, like it will always have to be anchored off of Earth. Like yeah. If you like, if we get into space exploration, like billions of light years away, like you would have to keep reorienting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the art project was simply this this um, chair. It's a USA flag chair that those foldable lawn chairs. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those they kind of look like tents or whatever. So it's a USA flag print, and the the project is I send you a PDF with the coordinates of wherever the city that that piece ends up relative to the uh, coordinates of El Paso, Texas, which is my hometown. Uh-huh. So, like, say, say I had an exhibit in L.A. Uh, with this piece in it, the chair would be oriented to be level in El Paso when it was displayed in L.A. Oh, okay. So, like, if it showed in Japan, it'd be kind of, like, on its side or something. I got you. Know you. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oriented to... Okay. So, so like, if it like, was... It's like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where they're in China and they're upside down? Yeah, like, if they fell through a hole, they'd end up... up yeah, yeah, exactly. They'd be upside down when they got there. Yeah. Although that, they're, they're, that doesn't exist very much on Earth, right? There's no... The exact opposite. <laughs> I, I it would be fascinating like that might be another angle to the project i mean you know just just to spitball not <laughs> not, yeah, not sincerely but like that i've i've always been curious or maybe i'll do it since it's my idea spun off of your idea but like <laughs> the, the idea of like what is the exact opposite or like could you even is that even feasible to figure out right like oh, i think it's, it is it's it's a, it's all it, physics right like yeah. you would just it's all math you would figure it out yeah. Like, what's the exact opposite of your your orient, like wherever you, you, you are would, right now? You would have to figure out, like, going through yeah. the diameter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure it's, I'm yeah. sure there's, like, math, and there's, like, oh, like, yes, this is formula. Blah. Yeah, these <laughs> fucking artists. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> these theoretical non physicists. Um, well, the other thing that you reminded me of is that there, like, right behind me is uh, one of my favorite mangas i'm not a huge manga fan or mm-hmm. manga sorry but um the uh it's called planetes and mm-hmm. there it, it got made into an anime too which i watched but i didn't i couldn't i i torrented it back in the day and <laughs> it, it didn't have subtitles so i never so i just kind of was like the drawings are pretty and i know the story but uh but one of the things that's really cool about that that kind of stuck in my head it's all about well if we're going to have fun, let's have fun. It's all about how there is a bunch of trash orbiting space in this mm-hmm. like future. And the, the cast of the uh, manga is this crew of tra- of garbage people that collect it because it becomes dangerous. And it's like, it goes really fast and it, it gets really small. It's called the <laughs> Kuiper. No, it's... It's called. It's, it has a name. I used to know what it was because it's in the comic. It, it's in the uh, manga, but uh-huh. um, but basically, what, the reason that I bring it up is that they're standing and they're looking up at the sky and um, what's it called? The the father like it's like a flashback to when the guy was a kid and the father's like, "Do you know where space starts?" And the Ooh. kid starts figure like uh what's it called stratosphere or whatever and he's like no on the ground and then and that's when and when i was like oh that's why it's outer space and like <laughs> that's why we have space that we live in <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's so dumb, but it's like kind of, it's kind of like, whoa. <laughs> it's that whimsy of like, oh my God, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. shit's weird, bro. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. I have uh, really enjoyed our conversation. I'm definitely going to have cool. you on. Again, uh, somewhere down the line for sure. I, I'm, yeah, that'd be fun. I, I'm definitely in need of guests, so for sure, uh, have you back on. But okay. uh, do you have stuff that you want to promote? I don't know what's going on with you right now because I, I do keep actually up to date with you posting stuff, and you do have quite a few shows. But do you have anything? Uh, just my Instagram right now. I mean, yeah. I just closed an online show. Okay. Um, it was on through a local gallery here in Austin called Grey Duck Gallery. Nice. Who were pretty awesome. They had an artsy page, and she was like, "Hey, let's build some traffic because it doesn't get a lot of traffic. You want to do a show?" I was like, "All right, cool." So did an art show on there. It just closed last weekend. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna retire from the art world. Okay. I'm gonna post I'm gonna post that on the internet, and then I'm gonna open a rat rod garage. So I'm gonna start building. Are rat you for rods. real? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't I'm know. It's on the internet, right? So if it's on the internet, that's okay. what's happening. <laughs> All right. Now you're trolling me. Okay. <laughs> I actually have a bunch of rat rod images that I've been putting together. I'm not lying. That's what true. What is a rat rod? You don't know what a rat rod is? I, I oh. you know, I'm actually into uh, into car uh, stuff, but like peripherally, I don't even have a car right now. I My mean, dad was a mechanic, and I would. To- I'm a gearhead. Like I, okay. I love hot rods. Nice. Um, rat okay, rods. I think I, I, knew, I thought I, I figured it out, but yeah. I mean, you I googled know what a rat it. Rod but, is? Yeah, I okay. googled it, but it's like uh, it's yeah, it's it, it's not quite uh, prohibition. Not- it's like a fucking Mad Max vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's essentially like you, you rebuild you you rebuild a car with what you got. So it's kind of like it's it's almost uh, what's the word? Um, they use it in recycling a lot. Um, sustainable. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, like, you, you except get a for the car, massive you, engine. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately it's a hot rod. You know, what I mean, it's a car that goes fast, but you you build it with what you got. Nice. I do so love like, those. Yeah, yeah, and so like the car could be rusted out. You n- you never give it a paint job. You know uh, what I mean? It, it's all welded together. That's what now is called derelict. To be fancy. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess. Well, there's there's this whole subculture that are super high-end fixed cars that are made to look shitty yeah 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 which uh uh, anyway yeah so i'm i'm making all these ice cream like similar to the other vehicles with the the donks like the big rims Uh cars i'm making a whole bunch of those except i'm rat riding like ice cream trucks and What's a donk? Event. What like what? What does a rim <laughs> have to do to qualify as a donk? Because I'm I'm not well, familiar with that term. That's funny because there's there's like so many. That's what's so awesome uh, about car culture is. Oh, we could. This is a whole other conversation. Oh no, so, I'm having you back, bro. Like <laughs> you're just yeah, because there's like. I've, you've demystified Texas for me. I'm just like you know, like whatever. Like it's always nice to meet someone from a place and just be like, oh, they're into the same shit. You know, like <laughs> they talk oh, yeah, about well, the same stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm from El Paso, so like lowrider car culture is big. Yeah. So that like that's that's where it We're starts. More, really. I was more. I came up more in the import scene, but I didn't have like an import. I just like I, I kicked it with a lot of. You know, like I was one of the dudes that hung out in the fucking garage that didn't have a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's like like the the thirteen inch wire rims and yeah. and, and then they, like donks and uh, dubs, slammed. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Swangers. That's a big. <laughs> Swangers is like Houston, kind of Central Texas. That's the. I don't know if you've seen these. They're they're essentially wire rims. Yeah. But the center post, like the center of the rim, sticks out like two feet, and then the the wire like connects it, so it looks like these giant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're like yeah, those cone shaped kind of things. Yeah, those yeah. are like Houston for sure. Yeah, yeah. Central, I did that. Central Texas. That shit didn't exist when I was coming up in Miami for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's that's a that's like thing, unique. But, yeah, it's regional, which is so beautiful. Yeah. Well, but, that's, um, I also like, you know, I get it. I just talking to people, you know, I talk to people in Missouri and stuff. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to, to get a sense of Texas because, you know, you, you have, um, 
just I don't know like it's such a it's such a fucking big place it couldn't possibly mm-hmm. be one thing it couldn't possibly be what I what, what like my preconceived notions are about it right like no yeah, yeah. it's own country really yeah I mean. exactly so so I, I really love this like you, I mean that's one of the fucking privileges I get out of doing this shit just like getting a sense of like yo you know like I've just become a lot less certain in what I know <laughs> <laughs> and it's well, that's made me good, feel that's better a good place, <laughs> yeah it's a good place to be but yeah man alright so uh, so so you got donks and uh, rat rods coming up I, rat rods I, on your coming, Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, I'll, I'll definitely share some of that shit. Uh, cool, man. Uh, any anything else? You have a, a website too, right? Or no? Yeah, I got my name. I'm I'm actually trying to make a cart for it so you can buy art from it. Cool, yeah, <laughs> dude. Website. We gotta do that shit now, man. Yo, I made a Patreon. There's, uh, you know, that's that's where the return guests go because. We gotta fucking build something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do not begrudge. I, I one of the things reasons I had you on the show is because you are so confident, just being like, yeah, this is commercialism and it's fine, and like, fuck you. you know? yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not it's not that aggressive, but it's it, it's like within if you're if you're paying attention, it is. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you go back through my feed, there was the summer collection. Not the one that, because there's two summer collections. The first summer collection is dripping in cynicism. It's just like, oh. Dude, you're like, a cynic. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's why you got to think about ultra-dimensional shit. That, that's why I enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> you, you took me back into, like, non-reality, which sometimes good. I fucking need, bro. Thank you very much, man. Uh, yeah, so, welcome. yeah, dude, we'll talk soon. All right, I'll hit you up. And then, uh, okay. uh, uh, well, let's say bye. Okay, bye. If you like the show and you want to help us out, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And another option is you can rate us five stars on your podcast platform of choice. Help us get new listenership and grow so that we can eventually pay our guests and uh, myself too. 